I'm Jack Bailey. Welcome back to the Blue Line Report. So happy to have you guys back. Um, yeah, we've been gone. We've been gone a long time. Uh, math was really hard. Um, and Owen's had a lot on his plate trying out for soccer, doing a ton of soccer, playing a lot of hockey. So have I been playing a ton of hockey. Hockey's back. Uh, school's hard, man. Grade nine. Uh, I mean, probably not the hardest thing, but high school's a different experience than middle school. So uh, we wanted to take a few months just to really get ourselves in the groove and make sure we're not failing our classes or anything. But we're back every week from now on until potentially summer. We will be posting an episode every single week. Now, will we have guests every week? Who knows? That's been something that's been very difficult to get. And will we get guests? If we get guests, we will have them. But they won't be a guaranteed thing every week. We will most likely have uh, either a guest or a format of just me and Owen. And speaking of Owen, joining me right now, Owen O'Kane. How's it going, Owen? Pretty good. Just glad to be back. Glad that math is finally over. That was yeah, probably no the Hardest two months ever. It was very, very hard. 11 pages of homework every night. And, oh, baby. Uh... <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful, but it's done. And now I'm chilling with a, an easy science in French, so it doesn't get much easier for me. But uh, we're, gonna, we're just chilling now. So uh, let's, let's forget about the school for an hour and so, and uh, let's talk some hockey. So yeah. a lot has happened since uh, our last podcast. Our last podcast... Uh, just to put it in perspective, Jack Eichel is still in the Buffalo Sabres. Now, if you forgot Jack Eichel was traded to the Vegas Golden Knights, I'm going to be honest, so did I until, like, be prepping the show. I was like, oh, yeah, Eichel got traded. So, unfortunately, we won't be talking about Eichel this episode. We will probably talk about him next week. Uh, but, like, there's been a ton of stuff that's happened, and uh, we just felt that it would be more suited to go over teams uh, like the Oilers, the Leafs, the Habs, and the Sens, the four main target demographics of this podcast. We will obviously hopefully touch on the Canucks and Jets as well as the Flames, but mostly those four teams you can expect next week. Next week, we will definitely have a more in-depth look on whatever the Canucks season is, how the Jets are doing, and how those amazing Flames are, like, amazing right now. So we'll see how they're doing next week. A lot happened next week. It's going to be a very exciting episode next week as well. But uh, this week, it's going to be a really overhaul, man. We're going to be talking Leafs, Sens, Habs, and uh, Oilers. And if you're wondering, Oilers, that's a little one of the odd one out. Well, if you didn't know anything, and this is your first time listening to our podcast, my buddy Owen O'Kane here is a diehard Oilers fan. So uh, I figured let's start with his Oilers. How are you feeling right now about your sixth place Edmonton Oilers? Well, let's get into this. I am feeling awesome about Edmonton. They are playing amazing. They are playing awesome. It is awesome to watch. The games that I've watched, Edmonton have played good, except that one game against Detroit where they lost. That one wasn't good. But um, other than that, they've played really, really good. Uh, you said they were six? Six in the league, but that's also because they're three games behind the uh, yeah. Leafs, who are tied for first, and two games behind they're, the Capitals. So they're like, six in, in the league. Played. They're sixth in the league, but they're second in their division to Calgary. Calgary's played 22 games, and Edmonton's played 20. Calgary's won 13, Edmonton's won 15. But uh, Edmonton's lost one more than Calgary, and Edmonton's one point behind them. So we're a better team than them. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how they're playing. Drysdale's playing out of his mind. How many points does he have now? Like 40-something. In, 40 points. He's got 40, 40 points, 20 goals, 20 assists. Pretty easy number it, to calculate. In, uh, in uh, 
how many games was it? It was 20? 20 games, 40 points. 20 games. Pretty impressive, yeah. man. That, he's the first player not named Gretzky in Oilers history to do that. And I'm surprised McDavid didn't do that. But you know what? You're fine yeah. with it. You're chilling. <laughs> yeah. You're fine with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of McDavid, whew, I think he cemented himself as one of the – he's by far the best player. And we knew that last year. But, oh, that goal against the Jets – that goal against, he did the, against the Rangers. That, the Rangers that escaped me for a second there, but the Rangers, the Jets. Oh my. That like, how do you even think? Like, I'm we both play hockey and stuff, and we're obviously nowhere close to McDavid's level or <laughs> stature. I know Owen's very happy <laughs> in our league of House League B, my add you. Uh he leads uh he leads the league in points, so Owen's pretty happy about that. <laughs> but like we're nowhere close to McDavid. But like how the, the ability to, for him to see walk in the blue line and see four guys and just think, yeah, let me dangle through all of them. Let me just like not even look up for a pat, just like go to the net and just put the puck through everyone's skates and just he did, like, dangle them. He just like skated through them. It looked effortless on both of them. It looks effortless every time he plays. Like I remember we were watching one of the the Edmonton Calgary game. He scored a hat trick that game and like. The game just looks easy to him, man. Like McDavid and Dry Saddle, I think these are two. We are witnessing something that I don't think's happened since Messier and Gretzky, man. Like these are two generational talents, and they're both playing together, and they both look unstoppable right now. Like you and said, they both play points. for your Edmonton, Edmonton Oilers. Dry Saddle, forty points, twenty goals, twenty assists. What are you gonna say with that? Like, there's not much to say. He's just. Like he's insane. He leads the league in goals. McDavid leads the league in assists. There's not much to say, man. He they are these guys are they make it look effortless the way they play. They have just been absolutely phenomenal all year. Um now we are only 20 games in the league into the year, but that's a pretty good sample size, especially because last year that's almost half the year. And uh yeah, 40 points, pretty insane. He's on pace for 82 goals, uh, Leon Saddle. Now, I know he said he, that wasn't a possibility for him, but, like, hey. That's not, out, of, that's not, not sure. out of his realm. That's not out of his realm. Hey, I'm not sure if Saddle's been watching game film because, like, that could be a possibility. Now, do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. No. But, like, if there's any guy to do it in, like, the past few years, it was either Ovechkin or Saddle. right now. He just looks – absolutely unstoppable and so does mcdavid it just mcdavid is such an easy player like if you want a style of hockey now if you're on the um you're on the east coast or near the east coast eastern time um board where we live in ottawa ontario um it's a little harder to uh to watch dry saddle mcdavid but if you're looking for a hockey game to just turn your brain off and just watch some amazing hockey watch the edmonton oilers they have been the easiest team to watch this year. They're just the most turn your brain off, watch some great hot, watch two phenomenal players, generational talents. Play Their power games. play. Their power play is unreal. It's, it's ridiculous. unreal. Their, their power play is McDavid, Dreisaitl, Darnell Nurse, Tyson Berry, Yesopoliarvi. You can't Pretty get better insane. than that. Well, and if you don't if you don't like Yesapuliarvi, Zach Hyman. Don't like Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. 
They are they're pretty insane. Don't like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Jack Bailey, still best power play. Jack Bailey, because... <laughs> you put me out there, we are still letting it up. I put up point like you put out me and Owen. Like I say, like we have a ten point season if we play with McDavid or Dry Saddle. Oh like, yeah. If if I'm playing every night with McDavid and Dry Saddle, I'm gonna have like ten points. I think I could say I can to touch the puck in the court. With- yeah. Dry Saddle and McDavid on my line. Like, if I played 20 minutes a night like these guys, or 15 to 20 minutes a night with McDavid and Dry Saddle exclusively, like, I could get 10 points in the NHL, which is pretty insane because <laughs> more than a few I'm NHL pretty players. Terrible this year. at hockey, man. I am pretty terrible at hockey. So, the fact that these guys are just doing what they're doing, it's really fun to watch. Um, Edmonton, so everyone's seen, um, what the big guys are doing, but has is, is there been anyone that's really surprised you and really like imp- exclude ex- uh, ah, again, first time back in like a few months, I'm going to be a little trippy on my words, uh, but anyone exceeded your uh, expectations so far? Well, there's two players. What one that I'm really surprised with, but kind of not PRV. I didn't think he'd be this good, but like just seeing how he plays in the corners, he plays a full complete game. Now is what I, from what I've seen, he plays a full, complete game and I, I really like that and the other one is Zach Hyman I didn't think he'd be this good like he's just so much fun to watch he goes in the corners he takes the puck he does a saucer pass from the goal line to the blue line to McDavid who taps it in the net like it's what just so I much say, fun man? to watch him it's so what much fun I to say? watch him having him on the team is awesome what did I say he was gonna be sick I told you he was gonna be absolutely lights out and uh, what has he been? Absolutely lights out. He yeah. has just been uh, – he, he's been fun oh, to watch. one more player, Miko Koskinen. Yeah. You've seen his stats. Last year, they were considering buying him out and putting him on waivers, and now he's – well, I forget what the stats were now, but he's like three losses and like 10 wins, 10, 11, 12 wins. Like he's, he's killing it. His goals against average, albeit he's playing on a good team. But when he gets shots, he saves them, most of them. And it's it's good to have good goaltending for once. Not that Mike Smith – Mike Smith was good last year, but he was also 36. I've been loving good goaltending this year. Morazic's been out. Do not care. Joseph Wall lives up to his last name. He is an two absolute all. wall. <laughs> two and all. He's got – yeah, he's 2-0. and all. He's got – or no, he's 3-0. and oh. He's got a shutout. He has a, uh, I'm just looking here. He's got a 939 save percentage. And for goalies that have played three or more games, that is fourth in the league behind Jake Ottinger, Dan Vladar, and oh, Jack Campbell, another <laughs> Leafs goalie. It is a good time to be a Leafs fan. I know I'm transitioning from your Oilers, but we'll get back to them. But I do really want to talk about my Toronto Maple Leafs and how good, like I said, we're coming back. A lot of good stuff has happened uh, since we last recorded a podcast. We're going to be reminiscing about how amazing our teams are for this first episode. So if you're not a fan of the Leafs or Oilers, this might be a hard listen. But um, we're, we're getting your teams eventually. And uh, But I really want to get into these Leafs. So let, let's do that. So at the and start of the season, a little rough. Sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just about to say, did you see that Arizona Coyotes goalie last night? Speaking of goalies. First, uh, first NHL start, 43 saves shutout as an Arizona Coyote against Nasty. the Jets. 
pretty that, pretty sick. I'm not even gonna try and pronounce his name. It has like four different Bs in it. Uh, uh, like I'm not gonna try. But That's it. yeah, That's it. That was pretty cool. But let's talk some Leafs here. Rough start. Not gonna lie, it was it was a rough start. We uh, we did not start off the season amazing. Remember when? Remember when everyone said trade Marner, trade Matthews, trade Tavares, trade Nylander? They said trade one of the big five. And you know what Kyle Dubas did? He gave them the big middle finger and said, no, these are my guys and I'm sticking with them. And I 120% back that take. For and I hate the idea. I hate the idea. I hate it. Of trading one of our players who are our core four, five, if you want to include Riley. Yeah. I'm not a Leaf fan, but trading them is a stupid mistake. Even it's a stupid even, idea. Like, uh, albeit if you're trading them to Edmonton, then then so be it. Pretty like, smart idea. But... <laughs> Pretty smart idea. But anyone else, it's it's not a smart idea. They're your best players. You don't trade your best players. It's like Edmonton saying, "Oh well, we lost in the playoffs. Might as well get rid of McDavid because we don't really baseball. need Dry Saddle. We we don't really need McDavid, who got ten points in four games. Uh, we can we can get rid of him. Yeah, Stu- When you get star players, when you get all star players. Um, you, you keep on to them. When you're they're, they're your guy, you keep on to them. Now, Toronto has three, like, wins cups. If they win the cup, if they keep pace, Hall of Famers on their team right now. They, got, they also have William Nylander, who's an all-star, and Riley, who's an all-star. I think Matthews, Tavares, Marner, if they keep on their career protections, win a few cups, Hall of Famers. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's the skill level we're talking about on this team right now. And to trade that away would just be the stupidest move ever. <laughs> Screw the salary cap, man. <laughs> this, who needs it? <laughs> who needs the salary cap, okay? This is a team that is built around those guys. It's not a secret. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a little secret that we try to keep on the DL. Everyone knows that that's how we're going to win. That's how we're going to do ed- succeed at all with this Leafs team. And that's relying on our top guys. So to trade a four, play- four or five players like this away would be the stupidest idea, especially after going on like a five-game losing streak at the start of the season. Like, really? Like, yeah, we should trade away a generational talent because we lost five games. You know, like, that's a stupid idea. Yeah, like, it's... It, that's stupid. Like stupid idea. It's very stupid. What, idea. You don't have to dwell on it. It's a stupid. St. Louis. When St. Louis, they started out. They were last in the NHL at the trade deadline. They didn't trade. Or uh, 2019, they didn't trade away O'Reilly. They didn't trade away Petrangelo. They kept them. And what happened? And they won the cup. What happened? And they, they won, won the, the cup. cup. It. W- some may say it was glorious. It was glorious. <laughs> I like that. That was pretty cute. That was funny. <laughs> uh, but, like, what's the thing? We don't have to dwell on it a bit more. I just want to bring up the point of, like, what's the thing holding teams back? Like, big contending teams, but what's the team that, thing that's holding them back? Washington. They're good because they got Ovechkin. The Leafs, they're good because they got Matthews, Marner, Tavares. Carolina. They got they're depth. Good. They got depth, but, like, do you think Carolina can win in the playoffs? Yes. 
Oh, okay. We got different opinions. <laughs> okay, I, that's like, fine. That's fine. That's completely fine. Mm-hmm. But do you ever see Carolina winning the cup? The last team, as and I say Carolina, the last team to win the cup without a superstar was actually Carolina. If you want to consider Rob Grindamore a superstar, you can. But, like, the last legitimate team to win the Stanley Cup without a actual superstar is either the Blues with Ryan O'Reilly, who, like, I think is a superstar. So, yeah. That, well, that, Carolina. Carolina. They've, they've got, I wouldn't say multiple, but I'd say they have a few, in my opinion, all-stars. Like, they've I think got, they got elite talents. They got Aho. They got... Tara Vinen, who I really like. They've got uh, – who else? they got Vincent Trociak, who's very good. Like, I think these are good players. Aho uh, and Svechnikov are – Vinny. I'll give it to them. Aho and Svechnikov are elite. But I don't think yeah. they're – I don't think they're superstars. I think they're elite players, but I don't think they're superstars. Like, they don't have a face of the team right now. When you say – when you, you were listening off guys, you didn't even bring up Svechnikov. Svechnikov's an elite talent. So yeah, is Aho. Well, I'd say Sveshnikov's he. Elite. I could say Sveshnikov could turn into an elite talent. I don't see it yet. Uh, right now, he's an all-star, high-level all-star, borderline super, like borderline all-star or elite player. Borderline, yeah. I, he just maybe needs one more year to come into it. Aho's uh, elite. Yeah. Do I think he's a superstar? Yeah. Is Aho better than Martin Tavares or or uh, Matthews? No. Is Ajo better than Nylander? Yes, but Nylander's an all-star. I don't think he's an elite player. I don't think he's a superstar. I think he's an all-star. Or I think he's a really good player. I don't think he's, uh, like, an elite player or anything. Uh, So that's your guy. That's your guy. He's an all-star, but he's not, like, an elite, elite player. They Uh, got elite goaltending, though, Freddie Anderson. He's he's been lights out this year. Oh, I I know. I know. But, like, hey, we got Jack Campbell, so I'm not salty. I'm, I'm all right. And we got the wall, so really, <laughs> I'm not too concerned. Um, uh, Florida, you got Barkov. Calgary, I don't think they can win in the playoffs. They've proven they can't win in the playoffs, so who knows. Yeah, no, Edmonton, Calgary sucks. Edmonton, I don't think they have any superstars in Edmonton. They got a few good players, but I don't really have any superstars yeah, they don't there. have. They don't have superstars. <laughs> they have two generational talents. Yeah, exactly. Which, eh, some got, may say it's better than superstars. Yeah, but. exactly. You got New York. Uh, we've got um, your Panera. They, New you got York. Minnesota, you got your Caprizov. I think New York could go far. There you go. I, I think New York could go far. Do you, like, do you think New York could go far? Because they've got goaltending. Shashurkin, one of the best goalies in the league right now, if not the best. Depth. They've got depth. They've got Panarin, Sabanajad, Strom, Philip Heedle. Like, yeah. They're, they're a good team. They are a good team. Do I think they could go far? Yes. Not yet. Do I think next year, year after, year after that, in the future, I think they will go far because uh, they're they're a very young team. Um, I believe like they they don't have a few, many guys over the age of thirty, let alone guy like guys under twenty five. Like it, they're very young teams, so they're gonna be very good and very good for the long run. Do I think this is their year? Not exactly. I don't know if I, I don't know if you know, but did you do you, do you ever find out or did anyone find out what happened with the Kratzov situation? Like, is he gonna get traded? Is he fine now? Is he gonna stay? Um, I he's he's in the KHL right now. He's doing really good. I'm not sure yeah. if you saw that pretty sick goal that was all over highlights and stuff. It was pretty nice. Yeah, it did. But uh, Kratzov, I you know, I think he's done for the year. He was uh, rumored to be going to Ottawa. 
he was rumored to be going to Ottawa for a bit and then kind of fizzled. Kind of fizzled. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think he's just going to stay in the KHL and then next year we'll assess it. But I, I like, even if you get Kratzov back, like how much of a difference is that going to make? You know, like, he doesn't want to be there. Like, yeah, exactly. He doesn't even, why do you there. want him there? It's like Tony D'Angelo again. Oh yeah. We got to talk about him who has been like uh, under the radar. One of the best defensemen in the NHL this year. I, you hate to say I it. I hate but... that it is, but like he has 19 points. And like, and he's he's making like one point one million dollars. He's making too. one million dollars, and he has nineteen points. There's not a single as guy. a defenseman. The guys above <laughs> him are John Carlson in points. There's four guys above him. There's John Carlson who's making what? Elite nine nine point two five something like 9. that. Nine point two five. There you go. Adam Fox who signed Elite. a massive deal. Who's making like ten million a season? Elite. There you go. Kale McCarr who's about to be starting Elite. making cash. Yeah. And then Yossi, who's making cash right now. And Elite. then it's D'Angelo, who's making one. And then it's Hedman. Back up to Hedman. That's nine. Like, he is the steal of the century. Now, why was he a steal? You know, he's not the greatest guy off the ice, okay? It's not a secret. <laughs> he's not the greatest yeah. guy off the ice. But, like, secretive, like, quietly having an, a phenomenal season. They just released the um, suspension for Brandon Lemieux on biting Kachuk. Oh, let's see this. What, what is what is your guess on how many games he got? Um, it was, it was a bad incident, but like I don't think he was. I think it's on par with like Marshawn licking Komarov. I don't think it's the how most heinous thing ever. One, five. What? Yeah, here. Oh let me let God. me let me show wow. you this. So. Five, three, five now, let, me, let me pull up the article on Sportsnet and read it. It says, per Sportsnet, it says, breaking news, Kings Lemieux suspended five games for biting Senators uh, Kachuk. Los Angeles Kings forward Brent Lemieux has been suspended five games for biting Ottawa Senators. Player safety announced. He had an in-person hearing. Cat. And uh, they, they gave, got him... Uh, Got him for five games, and uh, pretty yeah, much it. They have Kachuk got nothing for calling him a brickhead, but you know that's <laughs> <laughs> that's not the worst thing I've heard by an NHL player. Uh, but yeah. like, whoa, five games? I'd say that's a little much, but also I wouldn't like. That's a little much, man. I don't know. Like it, he bit him. He he, he deserves he, two. Kachuk was bleeding. Five. He bit him. That was it. Was kind of bad. Too much, like, though, man. Like he why bit him, though. Five? Like the, the, you know, you know, because it wasn't a rule. There's no rule that says you can't bite. It's like an unwritten rule because you in a it's an in unwritten a, in rule a league, in life. In a life, league, not in a league. Yeah, but in a league where you're playing with 30, 40, and like twenty year olds and thirty and forty year olds. And you have to make a rule that says no biting like, or no licking. Like, little child, what you, like come on, it, you, it's kind of embarrassing to have to write it. It's Yeah, exactly. But am I the only one that thinks, like, Marshawn, what do you get? Three games? For what? The sleuth. His... Yeah. How was... is that less – how is that better than the biting? Uh, like, that has to be worse than biting a guy. Okay, well – that's a dangerous I mean, play, and he got three. 
This guy yeah, got two more for it is a dangerous play, but he also bit a guy like that's still a bit much. Like, okay, great. It's, like, it's not a good play, it's not a good look on Lemieux, but like you give him one. Nice no, playing fourth line minutes, nothing's a good look you're on him. You're done at this with point. it, you're done with it. You, you give him. Give him one, you're done with it. You move but on. still, give him one game. What's everyone think? Oh, great. I'm angry. I'm like, I'm angry at this guy. I, I'm going to bite him and only get a one-game suspension. Like, Yeah, but I don't think that's going to be ha- – like, it's not like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna like, to take my anger out by, like, hitting a guy. It's like, I'm going to bite him? Is that really <laughs> what many NHL players want? Is that what NHL players have been, like, waiting to do? Like, oh, I can't wait till I'm allowed to bite guys. Like, that, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a thing many NHL. Yeah, that's what all the AHL players are wishing for. They're like, can't wait to get my call up so I can bite someone. Can't, can't wait till I get called up so I can bite McDavid's finger off and I can just, I just keep it and I can lick it. And <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't think that's an aspiration for many NHLers. So I don't, I don't think, like, give them one. And it, it was childish. It was stupid. I think it was more childish than, like, mean you know like I, I just think it's i think it was a little child it was very childish don't get me wrong but five games is way too much man i i guess the, the kings aren't really gonna miss him though but i guess quick exactly. might. i guess quick might quick, might, because, quick is his best friend because of what because of what he said but he's he's a fourth line player best, but hey so. like respect to quick on that like good for you sticking up for your guy like i completely respect that you know, he also chowed down on someone's hand, but yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, but I respect, I respect quick. For, it's but for my comparison here for the suspension is he got five games for biting someone, and if I went up on the subway and saw, say, some homeless person, and I went, oh look at that, his fingers are nice and big and they're really juicy, <laughs> and I just want to bite it, and I went up and I just bit his finger, and there was a police officer there, what would happen? I'd be arrested. Yeah, for biting someone, and yeah. he didn't get arrested. He just got suspended five games. Again, so childish though. Yeah, biting a homeless was... person is childish. But... <laughs> okay, that was a homeless reference, but like, yeah, it was childish. Five yeah. games is way too much. I'd give him one. You give him what? Three, four. I- I'd say five is on par. Four maybe, but four. Whatever. Okay, respect that. But like, you know, it's not the biggest deal. It's Lemieux. Kachuk probably deserved it, so, you know, we'll move on. But, like, let's not move on. Let's talk about Brady, and more specifically, his lovely Ottawa Senators. Now, Ooh. I know you've been waiting for this part of the episode. I've been chomping at the bit. This is this was the main reason I wanted to come back, to talk about the lovely Ottawa Senators. Not to talk with Owen, not to talk, not to talk hockey, with Owen, but to talk, diss the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, I talk with Owen every day. That's the thing he doesn't let you guys know. I talk with him every day, so I don't, like, I don't know. If I got a day off, that'd actually kind of be nice, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's not why I wanted to come back. I want to come back to talk about my, uh, my, your Ottawa Senators and uh, the complete uh, dumpster fire that is this team right now. Oh, my this team is they're horrible they are horrible man they are horrible just <laughs> oh, sorry i'm yawning right now i'm yawning that's why i'm, I'm so just for this i'm gonna they quote what they said at the start of the year the rebuild is over we're ready to start contending and they haven't hit double digits in points yet and it's november so 
<laughs> it's season started when uh halfway mid-september yeah so that's <laughs> september october november. november and we're in december Three, two and a half months at least and you haven't hit you haven't even hit 10 points what a disgrace <laughs> like that's not nhl level they're just putting an echl team out there you ever heard of Parker Kelly before this year? Because I haven't. <laughs> and he was playing for the Sens. <laughs> like Logan Shaw. I, I knew who Parker Kelly was. I've never heard of Logan Shaw. I heard I, of him last year. I didn't yeah. hear, like I, I didn't know anything about him. I couldn't have I've him. I've heard of him before. Like I know he played in uh, Winnipeg. He was captain of uh, your Manitoba Mooseheads. And oh, nice. uh, <laughs> but other than that, like you got captains of AHL teams playing for your team, like Oh, Pierre, let's talk about those <laughs> lovely comments Owen hinted at earlier. The rebuild, sorry, Owen, you want, you want to tell me, what is the quote exactly? The quote was, uh, the rebuild is over. We are ready to start contending. Oh, Pierre. Going to say that one more time uh, while reading reading this to you. So, Pierre Orsens currently sit in the NHL. So, in their division, they are in the Atlantic Division. They, their record right now, is uh, they've got four wins and 14 losses. Uh, they have nine points. And they're on a five-game losing streak. And in the entire league, if I can uh, pull it they're up. They're in last. They're in last. You don't they're know. in last. Yeah. They're in last, and uh, when you don't want to be in last when your GM comes out and says, we are ready to start contending, that's, that's not good. That's, that's like if Ken Holland came out and said, we're ready to start contending, and then the Oilers got nine points, and Drysaddle and McDavid both sucked. Oh, Pierre, 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 Pierre. Pierre, like, Pierre shot. Like, I'm going to go on a little brand here for a second. Uh, Pierre. What are you doing, man? You shot yourself in the foot the moment you said that quote. What are you thinking when calling this team a contender, a playoff team? Like, this is not a playoff team. Looking at this team right now, nor they have no center depth whatsoever. Norris Batherson, um, Colin White. That's not center depth right there. And, oh, yeah. Batherson has they've ref, for some whatever reason refused to put Batherson at center, which is the dumbest thing I know. But they refuse to put Batherson at center. They have no center depth whatsoever. So hey, that's your big problem right there. Norris is your best centerman, followed by Colin White, who's unfortunately injured. But that's something you can't blame for. You don't blame that on the GM. You just move on. Um, but after that, you got Chris Tierney. You added Gambrel. Um, I really don't know who else you got on center depth right here. Like, this team – so, like, that's your first mistake. You got no centers. Pinto, were you really relying on a guy who's, what, 19, 20? He, Pinto is 21, I believe. 21. There you go. You're relying on a kid right out of college. Like, that's your first mistake. Not Didn't work. Center. Didn't work for Cole Caulfield. Not going to work for uh... – no, exactly. we'll, oh, we'll get to that. Um <laughs> So that was your first mistake. You did not identify your center depth uh, whatsoever. You did nothing in the offseason. You got um, 
whatever the guy's name is. Uh, Del- Michael Delzato. There you go, Michael Delzato. Michael oh, Delzato. Oh, on it. Michael Delzato. You got Michael Delzato. That's you got. But let's look at your defensive deck. You got Thomas Shabbat, Artem Zub. Shabbat, good player. As much as I like to give hate on him, as much as a <laughs> lot of people have to, like to give hate on him, he's a good player. Artem Zub. I mean, one year in the NHL, who knows? Who knows? He has he had potential. He has potential still. He could be a good player. Had. You said had potential. No, no, he has potential. That's, okay. He has potential. Okay, okay. Your second pairing right now, and I'm reading this off of Daily Faceoff. Shout out Daily Faceoff. They're a great website if you want to check uh, your um, lineups and fancy odds and betting odds and whatnot. It's your go-to hockey site other than Cap Friendly. Daily Faceoff. Go check it out right now. Um, after you done listening to the podcast, obviously. Um, but your second pairing, what is listing right now is Victor Mete and Nikita Zaitsev. Victor Mete, okay. He, he, I mean, you, got, you just got to consider the way you picked him up. You picked him up on waivers. So, like, if that's your second-line defenseman, that's fine, but it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Nikita Zaitsev, good I, now I had gripe. I have personal gripes with Zaitsev because of the way he left Toronto, requesting a trade um, from the Leafs during the playoffs. But that's like other. He requested aside, a trade during the playoffs. Yeah, game four, uh, in the the second Boston series, I believe. Why? Why, why during the playoffs? Because he, he, he said say? the pressure was too much. He said he didn't like being on the spotlight of the media, which is fine. Don't do it in the fair. playoffs. That's what Jake well, Gardner did. Whatever. Jake Gardner didn't request a trade. Um, yeah, but he left because he said the, the pressure thing is what I meant. The pressure thing. Mm-hmm. Toronto's a big market. I could see that. Hey, Zaitsev, on your end. But putting that aside, Zaitsev, okay. Like, Zaitsev's okay. Zaitsev's as good as Mete. Zaitsev's been terrible this year. If you've watched Sen's games, you can see he's just been terrible this year, but fine. It's, it's okay. Again, it's okay but not good enough. And your third line, you got Nick Holden, the guy you got for Dadnov, your project last year, your big project, your big signing last year. Didn't work out. That's okay. Uh, did I think Dadnov was going to work? Honestly, yeah. I thought Dadnov was going to be a good player, and I think he thought he was – I think a lot of centers fans thought he was going to be a good guy and a good player for this team. He wasn't. You move on. Nick Holden, you bring in, whatever. You're not going to criticize the trade, whatever. Nick Holden – He's not looked good. He has looked like uh, my grandfather got a season ticket. Shout out to my grandfather for like, it's been such a fun time. Um, so I really appreciate that. Thank you, grandpa. <laughs> but I've, I've seen a ton of Sens games this year. I don't think there's one game I can point out that Holden has been really good or that he's been good like whatsoever. He has looked like the worst defenseman other than Josh Brown every single game. Uh, your, your other guy, Lassie Thompson looks pretty good. Lassie's looks pretty good. That's a guy that, uh, you guys, you guys hit the, you guys hit gold on that one. Um, he looks really good. Now, is he ready for the NHL yet? I think he is maybe not as a first or second pairing guy, but as a third pairing guy, he's looked really good. Thompson, give it to Ottawa. That's your, that's a good player. So out of the three, three of six players that you got right now are, okay average or above players and one of those players is lassie thompson who you didn't know you had until 
the season started until Brand is uh, he gonna stay with them? Do you think is he gonna I think stay with them? I, I think he's got to. He's been their best defenseman every game. Yeah, he's been better than Shabbat lately. Uh, like Shabbat's been very like again. He get he plays way too much, but whatever. You know why he plays too much? Because they got no defense. So that's your second mistake. You got no defensive depth. And then your third, and I think most crucial mistake, your goaltending. Ottawa's goaltending at the start of the season had a lot of optimism. You got Forsberg, you got Gustafson, and you got uh, Matt Murray, who's down in Belleville right now. We'll talk, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, Forsberg started off the year, looked really good. I think a lot of Senators fans thought, oh, well, Forsberg's been playing pretty good. He played really well against Toronto. Uh, he played really well against Montreal. Um, I like he, this could be a good player, and he could be a gold goalie. But then he came back to down to earth, which is fine. He's not your starter. You didn't bring him in to be your starter, so that's fine. Uh, Gustafson came in. Gustafson looked really good for a few games, and then you know he's looked a little weaker. His rebound control has been not the greatest. But like as a young goalie, you can excuse that. So the, that's okay. Again, okay. All of this team. They're not terrible. They're not as terrible as, as, as I think the standings would show. But they're, they're just not contenders. Good. They're not good. They're not good enough. It's not as bad as the standing shows, but they're not good enough. Um, then you got Matt Murray. I've been adamant ever since they signed this guy, he was not good enough. And I think a lot of people thought last year was an off year, it was COVID. What are you going to do? Like last year, you can excuse Matt Murray is going to really come into his own this year. And for the start, it looked like looked like the case like every single senator's goalie he looked pretty promising and i think a lot of sense fans thought this could be a good year for matt murray and then stopped matt murray the dad hasn't won a game this year i don't think he like he's not looked good ever since his first one two maybe three games uh he's just looked very he's looked very poor and for that he's down in belleville right now who they're five million dollar goalie is in Belleville. Isn't so, he making six? Uh oh, sorry, yeah, six million dollars goalie. <laughs> and he's in the AHL. He's down in Belleville. Louis Erickson isn't even in the AHL. <laughs> he's making six million. Louis Erickson's yeah. terrible. Exactly. That's so oh. there's your there's your your centers, your defense, and your goalie. And your wingers. Let me give it to Ottawa. Props to Ottawa. You got some pretty solid wingers. Kachuk. Sanford was a good pickup, especially for a guy, Brown, who I thought was done. And I thought a lot of Sens fans have given up on, especially the team. So that was a good trade. Brown, Paul look electric together. Formanton and Ennis. Ennis, what a great signing. He's looked really good. Formanton, I like, he's one of the most entertaining players to watch. Stutzel uh, hasn't really found a scoring touch this year, but he's been very good every time I've gone to watch him. Um, and that, that, like, that's good wingers right there. That's good winger depth. That's what seven guys I just named off right there. That's, that's a good thing good. to have. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. When you got eight wingers and I just named off seven pretty good wingers. That's uh, pretty that's, good that's, for that's the really future. Good. But even right now, that's good wingers. That is good wingers. You, you named Brady the captain. Great job. That's what you needed to do. And you did it. Good job. But what? It, you, I know you're probably wondering, Jack, you've been talking about, you've been evaluating my team for what, four minutes now? And uh, you haven't gotten to your point. So what is your point? And my whole point in this is 
What was Pierre Dorian thinking when he said that this team was a contender? What about this team screams contender? Do they have superstars? No. Shabbat is not a superstar. He's proven that last two years that he is not a superstar. Brady Kachuk, in no sense of the word, is a superstar. Stutzel, as much as I was just positive about him, he's looked good. He hasn't put, He doesn't found a scoring touch. Not a superstar. And he's 19. You can't prove 19 or 20. I don't really know. It doesn't matter. Uh, He's young. He's really young. You can't make him your superstar. So those are your three contenders to be superstars. You got no superstars. Your goaltending is extremely weak. When you're relying on a guy named Anton Forsberg, who's bounced around the NHL his entire career, playing on four or five teams in his young career, because let's not forget, Anton Forsberg is not some 37-year-old goalie who's been in the league for a long time. He's still fairly young. Gustafson, who is a rookie, like he's coming out of Europe, what or coming out of Belleville. What are you expecting him to be? Matt Murray. I know you expected him to be good. I know you expected him to come in, but like everything, all the signs have been proving and pointing to he is no longer a good goalie. I think he could be a good goalie, but up here in the brain, in the mindset, he is obviously not right. Something's happening up there, and he's just he's not capable at the moment right now of being a good goaltender. So what made you think that this was a contending team? The rebuild is over my butt. The Ottawa has done a terrible job with this rebuild. They have put in pieces. They've put in good pieces. They have not put in great pieces. Tim Stutzel could be a, a all-star. Will he be? Who knows? Brady Kachuk could be, like, best of the best. Brady Kachuk could be an all-star. Will he be? Nobody knows. Shabbat, the, Shabbat's your best player. And Shabbat, quite frankly, and I think a lot of Sens fans will agree with me, has looked very unshabbatly this year. I know I said just said Shabbatly. Um, he has looked not good because you know why? Because they're playing him almost 30 minutes a night every single night because they have no defensive depth. Pierre Dorian came out and set the standard and said, this is the expectation. This is what we're expecting. Time to pay up or shut up. And they have shut up their fans. They have shut up their organization. Like this organization needs complete turnaround. I don't know why we're still sticking with Pierre Dorian. Complete idiot, idiotic move. I think people have to be done with blaming Melnick. This is not Melnick's fault. This is not Melnick's fault of saying, hey, we're not spending. Because Melnick, for all, all Senators fans blaming on Melnick, you can no longer blame it on Melnick. He is paid. He's paid eight times eight for Shabbat and then eight and how, however much Green Kachuk got, which was a terrible contract, by the way. But 8.95, whatever. I think. 8.95 took a shot I think it was around for there. seven years. So there you go. There's your money. There's your big money right there. So you are worried about your guys not performing, not getting the big money. Kachuk and Shabbat got your big money. So this is no longer, oh, it's Melnick's fault. There's nothing Dorian can do. There's plenty of Dorian can do. Dorian has been given the resources. He's been given the trust by Eugene Melnick. He's been given the money in those two players. And when it is time to pay Stutzel, I am very confident in saying that Melnick will be willing to pay that money. So what is left? Pierre Dorian. Why he is still with this team, I have no clue. He has been absolutely horrendous 
this in the last year, few years. Grabbing a guy like Mete, that's a good value move. But is he a game breaker? No. And is he a great player? No. Saitsev, not a good, not a great player. Zub, I don't know. He's looked okay this year. He's not a great player. Holden, he's not looked good this year. I get the trade, but does not look good this year. Thompson and Shabbat are your two good defensemen. And Thompson is a rookie who's played what now? Five, six NHL games in his entire career. That's your second best defenseman already. Hmm. Now, Kachuk has looked very average, very average. You watch him play Senators games. He does not back check whatsoever. You watch him. He is, uh, he's gliding back to that offensive zone. It's excusable for me who plays, uh, who plays house league B. It's not excusable for Brady Kachuk who plays in the NHL, who's wearing that C and he's just making $8.9 million a year. Brady Kachuk, needs to get back in the play, and he just does not. It's like he refuses to be out there. Uh, Shabbat, I think he is terrified of shooting the puck right now. He has not found a way to shoot that puck. He, I, I think he's scared of shooting the puck. Stutzel, another guy who's been snake-bitten, and I think a bit scared to shoot the puck. These guys see that they're not producing points, therefore they think that they're incapable of producing points. These guys need to show up. These guys need to show up, and they're not right now. Connor Brown and Nick Paul have been your two best players on offense, I believe. Formington and Norris have been close seconds. Tyler Ennis? Tyler Ennis, Tyler Ennis might make top three, but when you're talking about Tyler Ennis being one of your best forwards, that's not that's... good. And as much as, lo- <laughs> much as love as I give to Ennis, he is not a phenomenal player. He's not good enough to be on this team. But you know why I'm those, this harsh on this team? that is clearly rebuilding is because Dorian said they weren't Dorian lied to this franchise and this fans who I go to these sense games. I see that they're not very, they're not selling out. I realize that, but you, when you actually listen to the sense needs, sense fans, you see that sense fans are passionate about this team. Now, as much as I love, and a lot of people love to criticize the team. Um, it's a hard time. It's a really hard time to sell tickets. It's not Toronto. I think a lot of people try to compare it to Toronto. Well, Toronto sells out every game. Why does Ottawa? Well, I think because Ottawa doesn't good... have Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, and William Neal. And even if they did, it's a government town. They got like six million people less people than Toronto. It's very obvious why they don't sell as much. And you, I don't think you compare can compare them to um, Toronto. And I think you look at Sens fans and they're passionate. And I think. Sense fans are realizing that this is not the team to lead them to the promised land. I think this is what I've been trying to say for the last few years. There is no guys who are going to lead them to the Stanley Cup. I do not see any of these guys being key parts on a Stanley Cup team. Maybe Brady Kajuk, maybe Shabbat, maybe Stutzel, but none of them in the driver's seat. All of them are in the back seat. Heck, Stutzel right now is looking like he's strapped to the roof on a Stanley Cup team. He is not even in the car, okay? Like, this is a terrible, terrible, uh, built, terribly built team. This team, like, has no – and I don't see what's going to get better because I know if we want to go off the myth of Mimelnik's not going to spend anymore, well, how is this team going to get better? Ottawa's, unfortunately, doesn't have the advantages of Tampa, Toronto, New York, where they can attract big free agents. So it's going to be through trade, and God knows that uh, – Mel- Dorian is terrible at trade. The only thing that's been good about this team in the last few years is their their jersey swaps. They have been terrible. They are terrible now. 
the Arizona, the Arizona Coyotes have more points. COVID was unfortunate. Don't get me wrong. And I feel bad for this franchise. Who knows how it got in the locker rooms? Who knows? Was it someone being irresponsible? We'll never know. But what I do know is on the ice when the Sens have been playing and not been plagued with COVID have not looked good. They are losing games and they are losing games often. This team needs to get better and needs to fire Dorian. If do- you need to pull, you need to look at Montreal and think, hey, they're doing terrible right now, and they just fired their GM who they've had for what ten years now. Yeah, that was that was shocking, but I they've yeah. had him for ten years. They need to let go of Dorian. They How long really did they do. have Dorian for? Uh, four years, four or five years. Yeah, uh, it's time to move on. It's time to move on from Dorian. It's it's time in Ottawa is up, unfortunately. I really like Dorian. I thought he was a good guy. Smith, great coach. I really like Smith. He's a very bright point, big bright point to this franchise. But I think it's time for Dorian to go. I do what he's done so far and building this team. He has not set this team up to succeed. People keep saying, well, they're young. What's going to happen in four to five years? If this team looks relatively similar... Like, this is not going to be a cup contending team. They just won't be. This might be the island. This team has a max of being the Islanders. <laughs> this team has a max of going to maybe the second round at like their peak. Now, as Leafs fan, haha, we don't make it to the second round. It'll be Eastern Conference Leafs. Finals every uh, year. Ha, ha. That's funny. But like, at the peak, this team cannot win the cup. And I think. Sense fans, I realize it's hard for a lot of people to wake up and see that. I think Toronto fans should know better than anyone. For a long time, we've had pieces, we've had young guys, but they've just never been enough, and it's never potentially ever been enough to win us the cup as much as we like to say we are going to. This is the first time in a long time that I think for like since maybe the 60s that this is an actual team that can win the cup. And I think this is not it for Ottawa. This team, they're just not built to win the cup. And I'm sorry for ranting on this. I'm sorry, Owen, I haven't really let you talk a lot in the last few minutes. But this is a team not built well. And, yeah, they're just not built well. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I I pretty much agree. I'm not going to rant on them because I'm probably not as passionate as you are about (laughs) them. But, uh yeah, I, I, I agree with uh, what you said, and uh, pretty much all I got on the sense. Yeah. yeah. Not too good. Not too pretty good. Pretty much it for me, yeah. But hey, let's um, return on a lovely uh, – let's finish on a nice note, okay? Let's finish on a nice note, and let's talk about jerseys. I know we said this <laughs> in the jam-packed episode, and we don't have time to talk about any stuff, but – it was a little depressing, okay? So let's talk some lovely jerseys. There's been three new jerseys. I mean, there's one jersey and two other sets of jerseys that came out in the last few weeks, so like about a week ago. I'm not really sure when it came out, but um, it came out a few weeks ago. Sometime. Um, sorry, I've been trying to, me and Owen have been trying to fit in the phrase about a week ago. Uh, so he'll, he'll try to fit it in. You'll, you'll be able to point that out as soon as he does it. So he's just been laughing at me right now. Um, but the two, new, the three New Jerseys are uh, the Jersey Jersey from the New Jersey Devils, the uh, set of Team Canada jerseys, and the set of Team USA jerseys. So, Owen, 
I want you to give me your rankings of those jerseys from three to one. Just give me Devils, Canada States, or States, Devils, Canada, or Canada, you know, you know how it is. Canada, USA, New Jersey. And I'm going to tell you this. Canada, so Canada's I, in third? No, no, Canada's first, then okay. USA, oh, then cool. Jersey. I love Canada's jerseys. I think they're really nice. I, The black one, I'm a bit skeptical on, but I, I think it looks pretty nice. Uh, some people don't like them. I think it looks really nice. I really like them. USA, it's kind of, it's not, it's not that bad. Not far. It's, it's good. And the, in the Jersey jersey, like, what are you thinking? That's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's almost as bad as the, it's like it ranks with the Burger King, Los Angeles Kings jersey, and the mustard, uh, uh, Nashville Predators jersey. It is. Am I the only one? So bad. No. <laughs> I'm going to go on a little rant now. It is so horrible. You put jersey on your jersey. That is that like it's like putting it it's like putting a shirt that says human on your shirt and going around wearing it just saying human. It I, I don't even know. It's just horrible. Like who writes jersey on a jersey? We get it. It's a jersey. And it's like black and white. That's it. Black and white. Like you can use color New Jersey. It's not the 1950s. Like I, I don't get it. One who doesn't hate the jersey? I know it's a very. You're, you're literally the only one on the planet. You're. That's a very popular opinion to like to not like. And I'm not saying it's the best jersey, but I don't think it's as horrible as people say. It I think it's pretty funny that it says on it. jersey it on it. It says jersey in cursive, and then it has white stripes, and it's just black. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I also like the fact that like. Broder made a jersey. Apparently, Broder made the jersey, and like most of the stuff is just like honoring himself. Like the laces <laughs> were like of net to honor the goat. Like that's what it said on the Instagram post. Like it was made by him, and then the five stripes on each shoulder to represent the five retired numbers, which he's a part of. I, it has to be a part of. I'm not sure, hundred percent sure, but he's got. That's be. horrible. Like, come on. Like I love <laughs> that he's <laughs> like. It's like me making a jersey and then having greatest player of all time on the it. The Owen O'Kane jersey. And then, yeah, and then having a picture of Gretzky with an X through it saying, I'm better. And like, <laughs> I'm better. <laughs> like, this is a jersey commemorating me, designed by me. Like, it's a little... Me and no one else but me. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was the part that I found kind of funny. But, like, I don't think it's that horrible of a jersey. It's, like, if I had to go one Canada, two Jersey Jersey, and then three the States... Okay. I, I'm not a huge fan of the States ones. It's kind of plain. I really like the old... Yeah, uh, kind of plain. I really like the old USA, you know, with, like, the uh, the S, like, the, the flag and stuff, the one they used for, like, a long time. That one's nice. That's nice. <laughs> Stick to the basics. That's nice. I, I guess plain and stuff. I, I don't really have a big problem with... Again, I don't think they're horrible jerseys. They're not amazing. The Jersey jersey, I know you hate, but, like, I'm not... Oh, my God. It's horrific. It I says... Can- jersey on it it says jersey i'm fine with it i don't hate it as much as a lot of people think think that like think they hate it um yeah i don't i don't hate it as much as i think and then canada let's talk about these canada jerseys because as much as i i I know i ranked it my first but it's the one i'm most disappointed in here i'm gonna pull up a picture of the canada jerseys right now on my phone and and i'll show you each one of them and we can rank them one to three on the Canada jerseys. Oh, of the Canada jerseys. I can do that yeah. off the top of my head. Red is number three. White is number one. And I don't know why I did that. Red is number three. Black is number two. White is number one. It's very simple for me. The white one, you know why it's the number one? Why? 
because it's white and red. You know what colors uh, Canada is? White and red, okay? Like, it's very, it's not very hard, people. You have one job, make a white, red and white jersey, and you failed on two of three jerseys. You didn't even put white on two of three jerseys, okay? Like, if you look at the flag, a three-year-old could tell you, what are Canada's colors? You look at the flag, it's red and white. Do you see any black on there? No. Do no, I like the but black it's not the, it's not the first time Canada's used black on a jersey, That's though. true. That is very and true. And it, it looks good. Like, it kind of, it kind of, I, I think it looks good. If, like, look at that. It's the black, it kind of black pop, jersey. It makes the red pop. It. The black jersey's nice. The mm-hmm. black jersey is really nice. I'm really not a fan of the red jersey. And the red jersey should be the best jersey. Okay, am, yeah, I, am I wrong in that? Yeah, the red one's not the greatest. I, I wouldn't like the leaf. Go back to the go back to go to the hockey Canada logo. It's a beautiful logo. Why don't you use it, man? Yeah. Like it's just it's beautiful. It's and right there for you. like even replace like the black with with white, and it probably even looks better on the red jersey. Make the jersey that like. I forget what year it was. You'll probably tell me, be able to tell me. But, like, do the jerseys that John Tavares wore in, like, the World Juniors. It's World red Juniors. and white, Oof. and it has the Hockey Canada logo on it. That's all you need, man. I think that was 2014. Think- that was, was that? No, it wasn't 2014 because it was World Juniors. Oh, I thought you mean Olympic. Oh, Juniors. That was, yeah. like... 2009, right? That was his draft year, so I'd probably say around 2008-9, yeah. Yeah, so one of those years, the one with Eberle, the Eberle goal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, those jerseys. Those were clean, man. There's red and white, which is all you need, and then the hockey Canada logo. Mwah! Beautiful. I really like the all-black jersey. You could put a, like a nice all-black jersey with the red hockey Canada logo. Look clean. It looked pristine. It looked beautiful. Then you get the red. You get the white. Mwah. Both look beautiful. You got perfect jerseys. jerseys. Yeah, uh, these ones. The one with Tavares. Those ones. Yeah, those. Yeah, those ones. Oh, those yeah, are yeah. sick, man. Yeah. Those are just – it doesn't have to be hard. And this way, you don't have to des- 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 like a hire a probably a hundred thousand dollar law firm to freaking design your jersey, man. You can just or you could just stick with copy what you did, what in, the... you did in like two thousand nine. Put that just control C, control V. These are our new jerseys. <laughs> These are our Olympic jerseys. Like them. And just stick the what you did like... with Olenka Gretzky. <laughs> no, I don't like those. Jerseys. I'm not a fan They're of the big Canada logo. I know a lot of people like them. I'm not a big fan of those. But like, it's very simple, man. You got to keep them simple. And people are like, well, if it's not New Jersey's, people aren't going to buy. You don't think people are going to want to buy a Connor McDavid <laughs> Team Canada jersey? People and are always going to want to buy a Team Canada Connor McDavid jersey. And in four years, they're going to want to buy a Shane Wright or a Connor Bedard. Canada jersey. And four years after that, they're going to want to buy the next rookie sensation who's coming on to Team Canada. You know what I'm saying? The Lucas Prudhomme jersey. Like... It's going to be the Lucas Prudhomme jersey. <laughs> Shout out to our boy, Lucas Prudhomme, who uh, moved out to Boston. He's absolutely lighting it up. And you know what like, league it is over there? It's uh, the Boston Academy School. It's like I know uh, it's school, but like, what's the, lug- what's the league? Or... The league? Um, let me check. Yeah, but anyway, shout out to our boy Lucas Prudhomme, who's absolutely lighting it up out there. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be coming back next year, and he's trying to make the O. 
Um, but he's going to be legendary. So, yeah, in like at, in eight years from now, you're going to be ordering that Lucas Prudhomme jersey. It's going to look really clean on that Team Canada ice Mwah, with the Hockey Canada logo. It's very simple, folks. It is – it's not hard. Oh, you don't need to look at the league. Um, it doesn't really matter at this point uh, mm. because I think we're going to end the show right here. But before we do that, just keep it simple, folks. In life, in jersey making – Keep it simple. That's all you need to do. Red, white, hockey Canada. That's all you need. And I think that's going to wrap our show up for today. Thanks, Owen, for coming on. Really appreciate it. We'll see you next week where we'll be back with a guest. Without a guest, we don't really know right now. We will let you know on Instagram. And speaking of Instagram, you can go follow us there at blue underscore line underscore report and on our Twitter also at blue underscore line underscore report. Um, we'll be letting you know whether we have a guest, who's the guest, or whether it'll just be me and Owen recording a podcast said week. And uh, give us, let us know what you want to hear on the podcast because we want to have a more community-based show now uh, without as many guests coming on. We want to ask, we want you guys to ask questions and let us know what you guys want to hear discussed on the podcast. So we want to know, know what we'll putting, you want. We want to know what you want exactly. The people's we'll people. <laughs> We are the people's people. We will be putting out a poll tonight on our Instagram, uh, again, at blue underscore line underscore report, where we want to hear what you guys want us to talk about in the next podcast. So really appreciate it, guys. We will see you next week. It feels so great to be back. Owen, a pleasure as always, man. And I'm glad we're back, guys. So let's do this. And uh, can't wait to see you guys next week.